A lack of information around addiction and mental health issues has led to a lot of confusion. Heroes in Recovery is here to set the record straight and break the stigma through the power of storytelling and by celebrating the heroic efforts of those who walk this road of recovery every day. Our movement is built on the personal journeys of survivors, shining a spotlight on the disease of addiction and creating a global community of support. Go to heroesinrecovery.com to share your story, read hundreds of others, or join us for a 6K race. Together, we can break the stigma. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Sober Guy Radio. Thanks to Humans for bringing us in, and thanks to you for supporting the show. We are live at Innovations and Recovery Conference in San Diego, California, brought to you by Foundations Recovery Network. Uh, Definitely excited to be here. The weather is phenomenal. You can't beat San Diego. And uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. Uh, I am Shane Raymer, and I'm in long-term recovery. I've seen firsthand how addiction affects families and how it affects individuals, and um, I'm I'm definitely on a mission to get people talking about it. I want to give a big thanks to God, to my family, uh, my recovery program and sponsor, and of course the Sober Guy community for helping to bring um, bring me and keep me, I guess, on the right track each day and live a life free from alcohol and drugs. I'd like to say, I mean, if you're listening out there and you or someone you love is looking for a life free from addiction, uh, you or they can have one. I promise you that. All you got to do is reach out, ask for help. Uh, there's nothing weak. There's nothing shameful about it. Um, if anything, it is... Uh, the, the most the most strengthening thing I think that uh, I have done that uh, that is that has made me stronger as a man as a husband as a dad uh, in my life we have the resources to do that and you can find those at www.thatsoberguide.com uh, all of our sponsors and our partners are on there you can check it out there today and you can also join our private Facebook group uh, with almost 500 members who are active in their own recovery and uh, will help you find support and and connect with each other it's really a great safe place to uh, to have a good time and uh, discuss any anything going on in your life or any uh, any thoughts you might be having uh, any advice or uh, receive some advice um, like I said, it's, it's just an honor to serve the recovery community, to be a part of an amazing movement, um, helping to end the stigma of addiction. It is, uh, it's an epidemic out there and it's not, uh, not talked about nearly enough. And uh, thankfully there's lots of good people, lots of good programs um, like the Innovations in Recovery Conference we're here at today uh, who are helping to do that. Um, now we're gonna get going here. We have, a, we have some great guests today. Um, at nine o'clock, uh, uh, well, a little past nine, and then ten o'clock and eleven o'clock. Uh, first, uh, I am feeling the effects of a massive ice cream hangover. I had a huge Sunday last night and crushed it in the room, and woke up, man, just feeling uh, like a sugar rush. It was a little, little, uh, little rough in the morning. And my beautiful six-year-old Lucy, we brought the family down, so Lucy Cash and y'all know the Jess. Uh, is down here as well hanging out with us. Lucy's feeling it too. We had a welcome party 
and uh, she decided to down two full Cokes and a cup of birthday cake ice cream and got a stomach ache and passed out shortly after. So uh, she woke up feeling a little bit uh, of the same, but we're having a good time. Cash had his tie on. Uh, he had some fresh, uh, some fresh brand new white high top kicks uh, being the lady killer that he is. And the Jess was looking amazing as ever, hanging out, having a good time, making me look good. Just want to say much love to my family and friends back home in Vacaville, California, up north. Love you all out there. Thank you for the support. And we're going to jump right into our guest today, Adam Marion. How are you, Adam? I'm good, Shane. I said that right, right? Yeah, pretty Mar- close. Marion, Marion. I see. I, I told I told Adam before we got started. I said I'm gonna I'm gonna jack up the last name, but it's all good. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show, man. It's great to have you. Um, uh, you're from Skywood Recovery, that's right. And uh, that's in Atlanta. That's in uh, Michigan. Or Michigan. I'm sorry. Outside of Kalamazoo, Michigan. Got it. Got it. And how long uh, how long have you um, been operating at Skywood? So Skywood has been open almost exactly one year. We opened April 5th of last year, so we're two days short of a one-year anniversary. Got it, got it. Yeah. Um, and we got a chance to chat a little bit before we went on air. Um, have Definitely have some things in common, and uh, um, you had you had spoke of your, your relationship to, to addiction, to alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Um, would you care to share a little bit about yeah, that, yeah, what kind sure. of got you into the business and why you're passionate about recovery? Yeah, definitely. So I, I actually am not in recovery. Um, by the grace of God, I don't have to be. And what I mean when I say that is that Alcohol was on this big, beautiful run of destruction in my family, um, including my father, who got in recovery when I was about three years old. Um, and so AA intervened on my life when I was still little. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so the whole trajectory changed. But we know for probably 100 years or more above him on that side of the family, it was just wreaking havoc. Yeah, um, yeah. So my, my intimacy with knowing that I don't have to do that and I'm free of that is, is, is pretty deep. I have a deep understanding of that and internally grateful. You said uh, you, you had mentioned that uh, you wrote a paper in the fifth grade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was kind of interesting, man, if yeah. you don't mind sharing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, when you're learning to write the five-paragraph essays and things like that, everybody writes about what you know. And in fifth grade, I wrote about AA because that's what I knew. That's all that, you know, you had to come up with something to write about, but I was so exposed to it already. That's what I wrote about. Sorry, Adam. I think I had a quick audio audio difficulty there. Um, there we go. Um, so you in, in dealing in dealing with this with uh, with your father growing up. How long was he active in uh, in his alcoholism before he got uh, sober? I think he would probably tell you the first time he drank a beer when he was fourteen, he got drunk. Really? Yeah. Um, but you know, we were already a, a family, um, and so. You know, I don't really know what he'd say. I, most of what I've heard about is recovery, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's what most of the discussion's been about. That's what most of life has been about since then. It's about, it's, it's just, uh, just recovery in general. Just recovery. Yeah, recovery, in- how to do life, life without addiction. And really, you know, when you run into problems in life, whatever it may be, you know, how to take it head on, and, but how to not try to be the all-powerful over it. Let's talk a little bit about Skywood Recovery. I know yeah. you're working on another project uh, coming up, and we might get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, how how is the how how is the facility operated? What do you what's the passion behind bringing folks in and uh, really helping them get yeah, clean yeah. and sober and stay sober too? I mean, that's such an important part. Yeah, you know, so many times people come in and either they didn't believe it was possible or they didn't believe they could do it, 
um, or sometimes even that it wasn't cool, right? Yeah. Everybody around, and then the frustration over my buddies can go on the weekend, but you know I, I have to go through the week, all that kind of stuff. So Skywood, Skywood is an amazing place. First off, it's on 300 acres, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it's huge, um, and there's there's sprawling hills and pathways and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we we planted a whole bunch of wildflowers, and so pretty soon you better go for a walk as it starts to bloom. And all you'll see are these expansive views of wildflowers blooming, which is really kind of takes your breath away. Um, but that's really just kind of the view, right? That's not the heart and soul of what it is. The heart and soul of what it is is the people. You know, in, in, in almost a solid year being open, what we've heard the feedback over time, almost every single person says, you know, when I got here, I was so nervous, I was so afraid. And I just knew, right, quote, unquote, I knew I was going to be judged. Oh, but yeah, that's tough. But, and I don't often use the word but, but I wasn't judged, right? I was just accepted, hmm. right? And that's kind of the mantra there, right? Our, our, you know, nowhere in our job description at work or life is it to judge people, yeah, right? Yeah, nobody, sure. nobody tells me I have to. In fact, I believe I'm not supposed to. Somebody else is in charge of that, yeah, right? Yeah, Somebody for sure. higher up than me. Yep. Um, so my job is to accept, you know, with the idea of who am I? Who am I to judge? I'm here to accept. And so that's what we embody at Skywood. And so every single person from, if you're flying in, the folks picking you up at the airport, to the folks kind of helping you with the admissions process, the staff, all the way through, we focus on acceptance and not judgment. And it's amazing how far that will go. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I think that's a huge, uh, a huge problem for, um, you know, for folks coming in, um, especially when you're new, mm-hmm. when you're struggling, uh, the judgmental factor can yep. be huge, man. Yep. And, and there's a lot of shame, a lot of a lot of guilt. Um, a lot of it's not knowing who you are as a person, too. So you're yep. completely confused. Yep. And if you have to come in and uh, and have an environment that's uncomfortable, that's why it's so important to create that environment. So yep. how, how do you create that environment? I know there's a lot yeah. of work that goes into that. <laughs> yeah. So it's also a lot of fun, right? Because we, we as people, I think we crave that. Even for a place to work, yeah. right? Yeah. So many people just in working have been traumatized by this harsh reality of how bosses have treated them. Yeah. But when it, when it boils down to it, I basically got two rules that I work with, right? And I tell staff, I tell patients, if you can follow these two rules, we can probably get some work done. The first is you have to agree to not be perfect, oh, right? Yeah, Hands that's down, huge. that's number one. Yeah. And there's two reasons for that. One, if you're perfect, I can't be around you. I feel way too terrible about myself, yeah. right? And all my <laughs> life mistakes, I can't be around you. Yeah. And number two, if it's your goal, I can't help you get there. Yeah. Perfectly impossible. So if that's your goal, I can't work with you. Yeah. So if you can meet number one, not be perfect, we're good. Yeah. Number two is no judgment. Yeah. Right? I fundamentally believe that we've all done things and we've all had things done to us. Therefore, none of us are in a position to judge others or yeah. ourselves. And normally, that often that's the hardest one. Yeah. Oh, yeah is to get sure. people to stop judging themselves. Yeah. And if we can follow those two rules, which are simple but difficult, yeah. Right, then we can get down and do some good work. And when people really grab hold of that and they understand that, right? And if I can show them that, and if, if the staff and other patients who have been there can begin to embody that, right? Yeah. Folks that are in treatment to show that to the new people, yeah. you know that that's what really makes it go around. Yeah, it's great. I love that you point that out. Um, I know I'm my own worst critic. Yeah. I'm my own worst yeah. enemy. So I mean, I, you know. I can make things up in the head mm-hmm. and, and, the, and it'll just go from there. And yeah. so 
um, getting in a spot and realizing that I'm not perfect, that I'm, you know, and I love, it's, I know it's kind of cliche, but it's so true, the progress, not perfection, That's right? right? That's right. Um, it's on point because if I'm focusing on the progress that I've made, um, and not being perfect, then life is a hell of a lot easier. I yeah. do know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know that that's what we do, and then you know we start putting in things like you know follow through, do what you say you're going to do. Yeah, right. There's, it's huge. there's, you know, sometimes people look at it as you know the people coming in, you know, may have done things, may have you know whatever. It, it, it's it's our job to earn trust. It's not their job to earn our trust. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's that's how we look at it. Right. They reached out, and, and let me let me be very clear how I how I view that. Reaching out for help has got to be one of the hardest and most courageous things that people do. Yeah. When you absolutely. raise your hand and say, "I need help," that's huge. Yeah. Just showing up, showing yeah. up is I don't know what percentage research will say that is, but it's huge. Yeah. Right. And then it's our job to help help show. But it's not our job to tell you what to do, yeah. right? It's not my job to say you're an alcoholic, you're an addict. That that's something you're gonna have to figure out for yourself. I'm gonna show you a lot of things, yeah. right? I can teach a lot of stuff, I can introduce a lot of stuff, but but it's not my job to tell you that, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. something you have to figure out. And when you can figure it out or you decide that, a lot of things can happen that are great. A lot of things. Yeah, that that personal decision because I mean. I love it. You could sit and tell, like you could, somebody could tell me what to do all day. I'm going to say, I don't, don't tell me what to do. It's just that natural, (laughs) like human, especially from a, like a guy's perspective. Not not that ladies, of course, don't, don't Mm -hmm. have that too, but I can speak for guys because I'm a guy. And, um, I think the more people told me what to do, the the more Mm -hmm. resistant I Mm -hmm. I wanted to come. And that's what I love about, um, about uh, 12 step programs, about recovery in general is that, if I'm sharing my experience and 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 what the things I've been through, um, you know, nobody can tell me I'm wrong or that, I, that nobody That's can right. tell me what to do. But but I have to want to do that, right. you know. So how? So when you get somebody who comes in who is, we talked a little bit about the denial game, man. Yeah. That's a huge part of, yeah. um, of 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 making that first step to get help. How do you deal with somebody who's yeah. just in flat denial and doesn't want the help? I mean, I'm sure that's got to be a tough spot. Yeah. So first, and this is this is just Adam speaking, right? This yeah. is not research. So part of me doesn't even really buy into denial, huh. right? I almost like people either know or they don't know, and and maybe denial is knowing and not wanting to acknowledge it. Yeah. Right. But it's this high level of resistance, of you know, and it really often comes down to fear. Yeah, yeah, right. That's a good point. The way the way we handle it, the way I handle it, you know, again, I have to constantly remind myself it's not my job to tell somebody what they are or what they have to do. Yeah. However, yeah. what I can do is begin to explore what life has been like, mm-hmm. you know. And when we do that, and I give somebody space to say, you know what, it's not my job to tell you what. I'm gonna give you some compassionate feedback. Yeah. Right. And I'm gonna tell you from hearing what you've said what it looks like to me, and we're gonna lay it out on the table. Yeah. And if you and I can agree that I'm not gonna be judgmental, and you're gonna be honest, and we can look at this together, we we might make a little bit of movement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And oftentimes, so many people have not had that experience. Right. So much of the world tells them you're bad, or you should be able to stop on your own, or you know all these messages that are so often pretty negative that kind of fly right in the face of, you know, if we look at it medically, the disease model, yeah, right, yeah. of you should just be able to stop, right? Where's your willpower, which we know is, is, is that's a whole- Willpower. Diff- yeah, that's, <laughs> we're, we're talking yeah. apples and oranges here, yeah, right? People different. people that, that reach out for the help to come see us are past that being able to stop, and there's no shame in that, yeah, right? There's yeah. zero shame in that. yeah. Um, 
And so if we can, if I can present the non-judgment and, and I can challenge them and they can walk into some honesty, we can look at it and just explore the options. Yeah, right? Sure. I'm not telling you quit forever. I'm saying let's, let's explore it for today yeah. and see what happens. Do you ever ask, uh, you know, just are you, are you tired of living like this? Because yeah. I think that, you know, because I know that from my own experience and from talking to others, man, it's a, it's exhausting yeah. to live uh, in, a, you know, constantly worried about how you're going to get high again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and plus, and then you, and then you put all the other parts of that seriously flawed engine together that does not run smoothly, um, and it's a lot of work to continue yeah. to do that. Um, that being said. We, we chatted about this a little bit too. How do you have fun again? That's right. You know what I mean? That's that's, right. I think that's a great topic too because uh, many of us, we only knew how to have fun or have a good time when we were when we were mm-hmm. high. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's how we lived our life. And so, and also it took away a lot of the social anxiety. Right. So if I could get drunk, I can loosen up. Now I can dance. I can't mm-hmm. dance worth the crap if I'm <laughs> sober, but when I'm drunk, I can dance, you know, and I can talk and I can socialize and, you know, I can, I can be that person. Um, you take that tool away. Now, how do I operate just yeah. in general? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, how, how do we have fun? Adam? Yeah. So I got a whole soapbox on the have fun and recovery. <laughs> right. I got a awesome. whole soapbox. I love it. Because I've heard so many people say, yeah, I'm sober. I'm doing recovery. But this sucks. It's no fun. Yeah. And yeah. I'll say, well, <laughs> whose fault is that? Yeah. Right. And, and often they just see that, you know, life in recovery means don't use, go to meetings. You know, when you finish treatment, finish treatment and go to work. And that, you know meetings work home and that's it yeah and i say well where's your fun and they say what do you mean yeah i, I got time for I, fun. I know exactly what i'm saying where's your fun <laughs> yeah right and there's so many things to be done right but we we literally have to teach people how to have fun again right yeah, whether it's out in the crazy. community whether it's at a treatment center um you know it starts with you know think about what you may have done before right as a child yeah. so I've, I've had a group of you know, middle-aged, grown adult men, we go out and play kickball, and they all get injured, sliding, and you would have thought it was the greatest day ever, right? Because it takes you right back, and you start remembering all the things I used to do, even if you've been using yeah. for a long time, yeah. right? And it may sound silly, but those things, that's legitimate fun, right? Yeah. That's pure joy. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, you go back to some of that stuff sometimes. But yeah, no, that's a good uh, that's a good point, too. When we take back to our childhood before the alcohol and drugs mm-hmm. took over, uh, I know for me, those were some of the best times of my life, man. Playing, riding bikes, playing ditch, right. kickball, like That's you're saying. Right. That's right. And when you revisit that, you do. You, you go back to that um, to that that person or that kid, you mm-hmm. know, and that, that mentality starts to come out, that fun, that spirit. There's actually a spirit there because yeah. I'm not numbing it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, so a lot of people think, Adam, that sounds silly, but, and I get it, you know, some people's childhoods have been traumatic events that happened sure. in there. And I'm not saying... Go all the way back in that. But think about some of the things that kids do just for fun. You watch them, right? They get out yeah. and they play games. Yeah. Well, if you're an adult and you're too adult to play games, we need to back up. That's that's a serious conversation. Yeah. Right? Let's join a ball team. Let's go throw the Frisbee. Let's something like that. It starts actually really simple. Yeah. Right? If you love basketball and you're really out of shape, go to the pickup game right you may last one game but i guarantee you're gonna have a ball yeah yeah right and then but you know if you're looking if you say i used to like some risky stuff well there's all kinds of great adventure sports right pick up you know mountain biking or snow skiing or um go for a zipline 
yeah. right? All these things have their levels of safety, but you feel like you're out there doing it. Yeah, you want that you want that rush, that yeah. that feeling of excitement again. That's right. You're right. There's a lot of positive, healthy stuff. Even lifting weights, man. Yeah. Lifting weights for right. for me has been um, has been pretty crucial in. Uh, and I'm not like a bodybuilder by any means or anything. You know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't even know what the hell I was doing to be honest. When I first started with lifting weights, I, I, I never had really done that in my life before. Um, but just the mental thing of it alone, mm-hmm. it get, it gives you. You know, it's it's replacing that, replacing that time and that energy spent mm-hmm. doing negative stuff versus something positive. Yeah. You know. And and one of the keys in there that people often don't think about is you got to make a plan for it. Mm-hmm. Right. If you if you take a minute to sit down and make a plan for it, then you're you're way more likely to follow through on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you didn't have a plan for Saturday night, and all you're doing is sitting in the house, well, of course it's going to be boring. Yeah. You do got to put some effort into it. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. But if you think about the effort that went into all kinds of activities before you walked into this recovery life, right? And you put that same kind of effort into creating fun. You know, life oh, yeah. can get real in a good way. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So what? Uh, so anybody out there listening, um, man, that's maybe they're maybe they're struggling a bit. Um, you know, we kind of talked about reaching out for help. It's such an important part of it, but it's also probably the most toughest, mm-hmm. difficult part of it. What would you tell somebody out there listening who who might who might want to reach out but doesn't really know how to do it or where to start? You know, that's a that's a perfect place to be. Reach out and and just say, hey. I think I need help, but I don't have a clue what to do. Yeah. Right. Find somebody. You know, you could Google online. You could you could get on Shane's website. You could you know you could look up AA in your area, NA, and you just call and say, Hey, I think I need help, and I need some guidance. Yeah. And I promise that people on the other end are going to know what to do to help. Yeah. Right. And 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 if you don't know, that's fine. Right. There's there's not necessarily this one exact that everybody has to do this one exact thing yeah. right there's there's a lot of options um, and you're going to find people who just generally want to help you they don't want anything from you except to see you get help yeah right yeah there's a there's a lot of great genuine people in this in this um, community of recovery that truly just want to help That's right. because a lot of us have you probably experienced this too Almost every single time I talk to somebody, no matter, it could be at the grocery store, it could be at, you know, at a work function, it doesn't matter where it is. If the, if the topic of addiction comes up, it might not be them firsthand that's dealing with mm-hmm. it, but I, almost every single time it's somebody that they know, a friend, a family member, um, somebody close to them. Well, you know yep. what? I had a brother who dealt, it's, it does not discriminate. It's no. everywhere, you know, and, and there's people that have gone through it that, that not only want to give back, um, but are willing to receive it if they know that it's there. That's right. That's right. Where uh, so if if people wanted to look up Skywood Recovery, and then did you want to talk about the new um, the new uh, um, uh, recovery center you're yeah, launching yeah, in Washington? I can. So yeah. so I work for Foundation Recovery Network. Yeah. I think Shane mentioned that we have Skywood, uh, and I'm working on a project to open in Washington State, um, and we're looking at opening probably the beginning of um, probably in the new year or so. Um, awesome. We're remodeling a building. And it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing, yeah. right? It's it uh it it's it's got hot springs running through it, right? Really? Yeah. Like running through the well. So right outside, right, mineral water coming up in it, some pools, wow. things like that. Yeah. Um. And and you know a lot of people see it and they think this is gonna be for the the ultra rich or something like that, and it's yeah. not. 
right? It's not at all. It's for the people that are around us every day. Really? Yep. It absolutely. That's awesome, man. Yep. Yeah, that sounds exciting. I know, uh, well, I don't know because I've never opened a a treatment facility, but I would imagine (laughs) that it is a massive amount of of work that goes into something like that. Yeah, it absolutely is. planning. uh, Yep. And you know, and I would just give a shout out to the staff at Skywood that opened with me. You know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of dedication, blood, sweat, and tears. But I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, 100%. The people that are there and then the people that I've already begun to meet in the community in Washington are, are solely focused on creating this environment where people can come and begin to heal, yeah, right? And they awesome. were so committed to it, right? It's amazing to see a community come together. And, and, and literally, the community gets a hold of the vision, yeah. right? And, and when you come and you look to open something for that reason, right? Thing, things that are supernatural begin to happen. You begin to yeah, meet people awesome. who have a story, that know somebody, that have a skill, or have a contact or something that helps the whole thing move forward. Yeah. And, and, you know, people show up and say, if it wouldn't, if y'all wouldn't have been here, I'd, I wouldn't be here today. And yeah. I can count on my hand several situations in the past year where that's literally true, you know, not in, 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 in a number of different types of ways, right? Um, but it's the people. I mean, the staff that are there right now, you know, we have people that work overnight people that work on the weekends, all that kind of stuff, and they're there to just help provide this environment, yeah. right? And like I said from the beginning, without judgment, to help you understand we're here for you, right? I, uh, I want to I touch on one more thing, man, and then, and then uh, we'll wrap this up. We had kind of talked, too, about that old-school mentality because yeah. I think this is such an important thing. You know, and you, you already mentioned it, too. People, get, people have different ways of doing things. People That's learn right. differently. People prefer different things. So I think as this community grows, uh, there's a lot of different outlets we can, we can choose mm-hmm. from. So there's not one specific way that, you know, one way that works for somebody might not work for the, for the other guy. What's kind of your take on that old school mentality versus the new school mentality? And how do they, because I, I still think they're connected somehow. And I think there's a balance you can yeah, find yeah. in between them. I'm not saying one's better than the other. Um, but things are changing, man, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that, as, as they would with yeah. time. What, what's kind of your take on well, that? Well, the first thing I would say is that one thing we know is that a lot of people struggling with addiction are also struggling with some kind of mental health, yeah. right? And that sounds kind of like a bad phrase, right? We have all the stigma attached to it. Yeah. But if, I, if we try to get the stigma out of the way, a big thing I'd like to say is you're not alone, right? If you're struggling with anxiety, depression, mood stuff, whatever it is, we got a place for you, right? Yeah. And, and the treatment centers that we do, in particular, that's what we focus on, yeah. right? Yeah. People that struggle with both. And so part of the old school um, is that if you're taking any medication that you're not sober, well, I'd like to be here to say that's not true, yeah. right? Some people are going to be out there that need to be on medication, not, not addictive medication and not intoxicating medication, Right, yeah. but it's no different than taking medication for blood pressure. Yeah. Right. This is a chemical imbalance that, that thank God the medical community has a way to treat, but you have to do a lot more than just that. It's kinda like if you have diabetes, you still need to exercise and heart issues, you still gotta exercise and do all that stuff with yeah. the medication. Yeah. So so for me that's the first one. Because I see a lot of people struggling with that and have struggled for years not being able to maintain in recovery yeah. because they haven't taken care of that part. Um and then, you know, kind of the new school, old school, um, you know, there's a, so we have a facility in Northeast Georgia called Black Bear Lodge, and there's a guy there I like a lot yes. named Matt. And, and I was having a conversation with him one time, and it was, you know, smart recovery, AANA, and he said, look, he said, to be honest with you, it's whatever it takes. He said, I'm a whatever it takes guy. <laughs> if it. you had something you could offer me, I was going to take it. Because if it was going to get me into recovery, 
Um, and you know, when I heard him and I reflected on that, I thought, that's, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Whatever not? it takes. Nobody's path has to be the same. And if you mix in some of other recovery programs and you do a little bit different stuff, but it's getting you there, I would say the, the one absolute thing that's got to happen is you got to be in community. Right, For sure. you got to have community. It, it, it can't be whatever it takes all by myself. Yeah. Right? I'm confident yeah. that's not going to work. Yeah. But if it's whatever it takes in community, you know, that, that's kind of where I land. You yeah. know, I, I'm not going to say that you as an individual, I know you so well that I know that you have to do it like this. Yeah. Right? I, you know, that's, that's kind of that's that playing a bigger role than I'm capable of. I agree. And I also think that that closes the door on a lot of people. And mm-hmm. that's why people don't get the help they need because yep. they think there's only one way. And that's there's right. not. Um, there's there's a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different outlets. Yeah, and, there are. Um, you know, they're out there and you got to reach out if you want it. Adam, uh, if folks want to reach out to you, if they want to find more information mm-hmm. about Skywood uh, or the new treatment center in Washington, where can they do yep. that? So you can find us on uh, www.foundationsrecoverynetwork.com. covers all of it. And then Skywood is skywoodrecovery.com. Awesome. Adam, thanks so much for joining us, man. All right, Shane, I appreciate it.